Good morning, Liz. Good morning, my friend. It is a new day. <sighs> it is happy Friday. Yeah, it has been a week um, for those that um, might be watching this later. Um, it's been inauguration week. So not only is it now 2021 and a new year, um, it truly is a new year um, in terms of our national governance, um, new day in terms of a female in the vice president role of our country. Um, and even though our day to day may not feel a lot different than it did in 2020, it just feels new. Um, yeah, I mentioned my word for the year last time is spark. Um, and it feels like we're sparking um, on our way up, um, I guess, is, is how I feel. Um, 2020 felt a little bit like we were like on the decline all year. So this is really nice. Um, feel a little energy, feel <clears throat> optimistic. Mm -hmm. um, and we haven't talked much about this, but you know, I'm a Hoosier. Um, I'm also a football and basketball fan as most Midwesterners are. And IU beat Iowa last night in basketball and Iowa was ranked number four in the country. So I'm super excited and super tired. And my voice is scratchy because I was yelling and screaming and all kinds of excited. So lots to be excited about this. That's week. awesome. Yeah. I, 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 that wasn't on my radar, um, that, that game, but uh, that's a funny connection is that my mom is a Hoosier. Oh, I did well. <clears throat> And she refers to herself as a Hoosier girl all the oh. time. Okay. all the time and um as you know she moved in with me a, a week and a half ago and um she, her the shower in her apartment hasn't been working super well yet like the hot water's not quite calibrated okay. so she, i brought her into the house uh to take a shower in my bathroom yesterday and we have I, i've never had a bidet in my life nor nor was I seeking out of a day, but we have one in our master bath. And she got her all set up and to go in the shower and then she came out and she said, What is going on with the toilet? That that toilet tried to attack me. I am a Hoosier girl. We do not have toilets like that. And no uh, doubt. <laughs> <laughs> she was just constantly referring to herself as a Hoosier girl. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, we're lucky to have toilets. <laughs> Certainly not toilets like that fancy thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, I'm excited for your team. I'll have to tell her about it. She's not a big basketball person, but um, but she'll still be excited because it's Hoosiers. It's Hoosier related. Anything Hoosier related. Is oh, cool. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. She can glow in, in a win for at least a day or two. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I've had a, a weird few days since, the, uh, including the inauguration, but really more it was, it, it continued a lot yesterday, which was our first day without Donald Trump as our president. Um, I feel two things like I have for the past four years, increasingly with 2020 being the highest pitch of this, felt like the world is going to end, like this is it, you know, and I'm not a religious person, but I've just felt like there's so much that's so awful and we're just going like and and I've spent so much uh, mental and emotional energy contemplating that and just um, being affected and informed by it that I kind of didn't know what to do with myself yesterday because there's all of this energy that I don't have to spend feeling like Donald Trump is single-handedly driving us down to the devil's lair. Mm, wow. Um, so it's almost like I don't know, I don't know what to do with myself. And yet here's the other feeling that I've had, and I saw this on the internet a little bit. I feel the way you feel when your parents are away, and at first you were like, see you later, parents, you know, like good riddance. You know, like, like Joe Biden, you know, like I wasn't the biggest fan of Joe Biden. He was just like the kind of slightly inappropriate sidekick to Barack Obama. And now when I was listening to him with his speech and don't even get me started on Kamala yet, but when I was listening to his speech, it was like, oh my God, the parents are home. Thank God, the parents are home. We're gonna be okay. It's okay. I was, I listened. I was like held on to every word that he said, and it was like a salve coming over me. Wow. So you have been feeling it. Yeah, but I think it's more on a subconscious level because on my on my top layer of consciousness, you know, I've for all intents and purposes, I've adopted my mother. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just doing all the regular stuff to take care of the kids and, you know, the house and the five million pets. And now my mom, um, who requires constant care. Um, and so those are on the surface, but then they're, they're oh, right, and work too, because I'm supposed to be, you know, working. But then on this subconscious level, I'm kind of rudderless. I'm like, what? Well, where do we go from here? Because I don't have to spend all of that energy thinking that we're going to hell in a handbasket. Wow. What a weight lifted. I don't know. Do you resonate with that at all? What were your feelings while you were watching the inauguration? Mm-hmm. I only got to see little snippets because I had things scheduled. Um, I was just proud Um, and and truly it, I don't know that I had all of the emotion around despair that you had throughout. Um, 
I had moments, many moments of just disgust because what I saw coming out of Washington um, was not what I teach my children or the type of person I hope to be at all. And it was more than just Trump. It was just so much. Um, and I read something last week that just said, you know, sometimes when you see and hear things that you um, are just believe are wrong, don't, don't be so angry or have emotion about how can that be? Mm -hmm. Instead, take it as a, you know, great. Now I know how not to be. Now I can teach my kids and teach others how not to be and have some very practical examples. So, um, you know, I, I just kind of um, took that to heart and then became very proud on Wednesday um, that we have a woman uh, who is right there by the side of the president and a cabinet that's being filled with so much diversity um, in so many ways. Um, proud that a president um, has the courage to take that kind of stand so formally. Um, he's not just nudging his way. He's not just tweaking. He's, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, proud and I'm kind of in a learning mode um, to watch and wonder how is this really gonna shape um, our nation over the next four years. Yeah, I'm excited about that bit, watching it, watching how it's gonna um, shape our nation. And every time, you know, he's, like you said, he's not starting off quietly. He's being very ambitious. And every time I see him reverse um, one of Trump's policies, like the Muslim ban and um, the, the, he's working immediately to get a, a, a path to citizenship right um, yeah it, it, he's i'm just i'm breathing deeper every like, every time i see something and, and it's kind of the opposite effect of what would happen like to your point about how can this be um over the past four years my first how can this be was uh, you know the day that after um donald trump was elected but i continued that it's like it's it's a perpetual state of co cognitive dissonance. Okay. Which is that's just, you know, a psychological term mm -hmm. for when your brain literally like you don't have um I think it's called a schema. I don't know. I'm reaching back to psych like 15 in college, but your brain doesn't have a, a way to process what is unfolding before you because it's so wildly different than what you were able to imagine could be and that many of us have stayed in that place of cognitive dissonance for four years um and and yet others of us have been able to get more to a place of acceptance that this is possible and that's what it sounds like for you it's like yes it is possible and it is real that people believe these things yeah and rather than stay in that place of I can't fathom it. it it's you know, healthier and certainly more um, 
contentment achieving to say yes this is this is real i'm going to accept the way that that things are and i'm going to decide what i want to do about it and what what i want to teach my offspring to um embrace mm-hmm. and and that it takes work to get there you know and you're mentioning cognitive dissonance um i i think that is probably what's going on with a lot of people around the pandemic. I know I, I certainly went there. I could not believe that we could get a pandemic in 2020. Just thought, you know, how could it be? Um, you know, we've got so much medical specialty, so much science, so much tech. Um, we're, we're so civilized, um, so advanced. How could it be that we could ever have a pandemic, um, especially in the US, but my gosh, around the world um, and take our countries down. And uh, so that I think affected me certainly uh, in 2020. I think it affects um, a lot of people still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also thinking about, you know, those that I coach, I think a lot of them have cognitive dissonance just in a couple of ways, um, especially women wanting to be perfect when who can define perfection? You know, we're, we're like more like pieces of art mm-hmm. than engineering. And, and so perfect in whose eyes and why would we strive to be perfect and think we could ever be perfect? So much pressure. Um, and yet then when, when people come to me seeking improvement, seeking help with transformation in some way, um, <clears throat> part of the process is sharing feedback. And our natural inability to take that feedback and see it as helpful um, and instead resist it or be hurt by it is is incredible to me. Um, That had a little bit of that going on this week um, with a few coaches who know in their mind they've asked for feedback they know in their mind that's what it will take to improve. Mm-hmm. And yet when it's received, um, gosh, tears, hurt, overwhelm, just wanting to give up, just quit, quit everything. I've, what is that about us, Liz? I don't know, but I am that way 100%. And I have am working with clients right now who are who are dealing with that too. Um, and I'm my reviews right around the corner too. So this is so timely. I I'm not sure what perfectionism is. Just such uh, talk about the devil or poison for it's. But, and, and, and I mean, I think the source is for women, certainly in, in um, gender and in, in being told that we, in order to have value, we have to be the prettiest, the skinniest, the 
before speaking, we need to be, you know, we need permission, first of all, and we better be saying something that's going to be very pleasing to our audience. You know, it's like we just are the the um, the realm of acceptance for us is so narrow. And so that breeds perfectionism. Um, and I, I the, here's the other thing. I, I, and again, I, I'm not a psychologist. So I don't really fully understand the root of this, but I know my perfectionism shows up in the form of I'm either amazing or I suck. Oh, yeah. And there's no in between. There is literally no in between. Huh. And it manifests all over the place for me. So I'm constantly either, either competing to win, to get the, to be the best of the best of the whatever the thing is, or I've decided I am worthless and I go into a deep shame spiral. And I've seen this with many a client I was working with yesterday, same thing. Um, and I, I don't know, it took me a lot of therapy and my therapist to finally say to me, you know what, I have I have some news for you. <laughs> she said this to me like eight years ago or something. She said, I have some news for you. You have a very black and white self concept. And um, it turns out you're actually not horrible and you're not perfect. You're more complicated. <laughs> Congratulations. You're right. more complicated and than that. You're more complicated than that. And so, but I think, you know, when you think about the, the pressure that we have as women to fit into these very narrow definitions of what it means to be attractive, to be, um, intelligent to be a good mother, daughter, friend, wife, sex object, mm -hmm. right? Like it's mm -hmm. so narrow. And so that breeds perfectionism. Um, I don't know how to fully tackle it other than in, I'm thinking about your client and thinking about um, that moment where you hear something that's just really unpleasant and it's hard to hear. And maybe it's, maybe it feels mean-spirited, you know, maybe you're questioning the motive. Um, what I try to do, try being the operative word, is to say to myself, yes, and. So yes, I have, you know, whatever, trust issues with the person I think gave me this feedback, or if, if it's my boss, you know, my, my belief is that my boss's perspective on me is um, limited, or, you know, um, compromised because they're threatened or they're, you know, whatever. Yes, that, that, those things may be true. And what can I take from this? what what piece of this can actually help me grow if I accept the fact that I it turns out I'm not perfect and I'm not a piece of shit. That's somewhere in the middle. That's so good. I don't know. That's good. my that's my coping strategy, but it doesn't always work. I feel like I have to take a Xanax before I <laughs> have a 
annual review because I feel like I'm going to walk in the door and find out that they're like, why did we hire her? How did she get in here? Gosh. Isn't that amazing? These horrible dramas that we tell about ourselves. Yes. These, yes. It's their harrowing narratives unfolding in our minds. And it's, it is everywhere. I'm, I have a client today, same thing. She's constantly waiting. She tells me constantly, I'm waiting for them to figure out that they should never have hired me. <laughs> I'm, she's like, what if I just, I jumped, you know, happy days reference. Like I jumped the shark with this last opportunity, right? I shouldn't be making this much money. I shouldn't have this much responsibility. And they're figuring it out. <laughs> Gosh, isn't that screwed up? It is so screwed up. What the hell? I don't know. You know, one thing we don't have to have cognitive dissonance about anymore, though, a woman being vice president. I know. Yay. Oh, I was a, so, did you? A diverse woman. Yes. Yes. It's ethnically, culturally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's just amazing. And if you didn't see the poet laureate, Amanda Gordon, oh, you gotta Google it. Okay. Oh, this this young woman is just everything that you just you're just blown away the whole time. I felt so present in the moment of history watching this young woman. She was fabulous. And and you're like as you're watching it, you're you're being so inspired because she's saying these words that are just so powerful mm. and so inspiring. And then, but you're also looking at it, or at least for me, like a parent, like I was watching her wanting to like help her and make sure she got through it. And she had these moments where she was perspiring and I wished I, I wanted to go over with a Kleenex and be like, oh. I got you, honey, you're doing amazing. Keep going. Like it was, yeah, I saw a photo and noticed she's only 22. She could be my daughter. It's incredible. It, the, the amount of poise that just, it, it's just amazing. Amazing. You got to watch it. You yeah. got to watch it. Yeah, I will. Um, I was watching her being sworn in with my kids and my mom. And it was just, just crying, crying, crying. Um, my mom took me to see Geraldine Ferraro when she was running for vice president. And I got to actually like shake her hand and like oh say, say two words to her. And I don't know, it just felt like what an incredible moment and kept looking over at my kids and they had that look like, how long is this gonna last? And I just hope that they will remember it. You know, like they just they can't fully appreciate the magnitude, but someday in the future, they're going to look back and go, I was, I witnessed that mm -hmm. with my grandma, mm -hmm. you know, so. Mm -hmm. Well, in some ways they take it for granted because mm -hmm. it shouldn't be such a big deal. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. only with some age, do we understand what a huge deal this is? Oh my gosh. My mom's calling. Okay. Should we take it?
Or should we say bye? We should probably say bye. Okay. We'll All catch right. you next week, Liz. Okay. Good luck. All right. Bye. Hey, Mama.